Welcome to the Wandering Sound Podcast. I am your host, Eric Villatoro. Today I have my friend and fellow Nicaragüense, Vilma Parrillo, on the show. She's a 25-year-old lover and servant of Jesus. She's been married for five years and has been working in ministry for 10 years. She's found true joy in counseling couples, encouraging and supporting women, and leading young adults to the Lord. She's a true young woman of God. I pray Holy Spirit speaks to your heart through this conversation. I hope you're encouraged. Enjoy. Vilma, I would love to start this episode with just some encouragement. Um, yeah. And with the word of God, what is a, a Bible verse that has been really just jumping out the page for you right now? Yeah. So First Peter 3, 13 to 15, I'll go ahead and read it. Yeah. So it says, who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. But in your heart, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Um, the reason why this particular, these couple of verses in First Peter 3 has been speaking to me a lot is because in this season, I feel like the Lord is really pushing me and trying to get me to kind of be in a more open space in the concept of encouraging people, but in, in a more broader, like in, in the light, per se, just being more open. Um, and for me, to be honest, that is a challenge because of the fact that I'm more of a backgrounds kind of person. I don't like the spotlight. And so there's been projects that I'll share with you today that I have had in my heart for years. It hasn't been easy to just kind of go out there and do it because sometimes I've doubted myself too much or I've been afraid. And um, and sometimes even the concept of fear of men, you mm. know, um, which is a real thing sometimes I feel like. And so this the Lord just kind of flashed it at me and was like, if you're doing something that is for me, you don't have to be afraid. You don't have yeah. to be frightened. And and really what I feel is like the Lord is saying, like, as I take care of my father's affairs, he will take care of me. So that is why I'm like, okay, Lord, like, let's go right in there. <laughs> Yeah, but that is why that 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 those verses stick out a lot. Just because in the season I'm in, the Lord, I feel like it's pushing me, yeah, to do what He's called me to do. You know, and mm, I love that. I actually yeah. uh, read that verse this morning when I was talking to my little brother. Yeah, and uh, uh, it, it it's just crazy how how God does this. Mm -hmm. You know, like it. You know, that's His living. That's a living word, right? And yeah. and and when things like this happened. When when things that seem like a coincidence, mm -hmm. you know, you read that this verse has been speaking to you. This verse yeah. spoke to me this morning. It spoke to my little brother this morning. Yeah, it's just it's just insane. Tell us about yourself. What has God been pushing you to do, or not pushing you, but what has He inspired you to do in let's say these last uh, five years? Yeah. So, well, yeah, my name is Vilma Parria. Um, I am currently almost in a month, be 27. I am happily married 
to the love of my life. Actually, we just hit five years of marriage and mm-hmm. yep, five years strong. And that's beautiful. Um, it's been an awesome ride. It's been an awesome blessing. Um, I became saved when I was 17 years old. I was actually, well, you and I went to the same high school. So I was, you know, I w- happened to be a junior in high school when this happens, transitioning yeah. into high school years. I mean, into, excuse me, into senior year. Um, really, the Lord reached me at a really broken place in my life. I mean, I was dealing with depression, so much insecurity, uh, so much baggage, uh, even daddy issues because my dad wasn't physically present in my life for my teenage years. And that created a big void in my life that pushed me to gain attention or seek attention in guys. And it was really unhealthy. I mean, when I look at it now, I'm like, wow, like, It's crazy how the void of a father can create such big heaviness and need that you long for protection and attention from, you know, another human being. Mm -hmm. So um, that affected me a lot. And so I was in a really broken place. Uh, The Lord uh, reached me because a friend actually invited me to, to hang out and she actually took me to a Bible study. And I'm like, what are we doing here? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was a total God setup, but I was really shocked at what I saw. I saw young people raising their hands and praying out loud and reading the Bible. And I was like, what is this? Like, I've never mm. seen this before. So I was um, really moved and uh, they invited me to a youth service. And that night, man, was like everything about that night was like arrows thrown mm. in my heart, like pointed at my heart uh, from the worship to the message. And somehow, some way at the end of it, I had no idea about this Christianity thing. I didn't grow up in a Christian Pentecostal home. And so I just, I had no clue. You know, I just remember they were like, you know, who's here today that wants to accept the Lord or reconcile? My hand went up. Okay. I, I, I was like, me, I need, yeah. I need that guy. <laughs> so I, I, uh, yeah, I raised my hand and um, I remember this was actually really powerful. After we were done, you know, accepting the Lord, repeating the prayer, they took us out, explained what we had just done so that we had an understanding of what you just did. They prayed over us and then they brought us back into the service. So then the youth pastor, uh, she started asking everybody on the mic, like, how did you feel after that? And I was the last one to talk. So she puts the mic to me, I look at her, mind you, there's like a ton of people like looking at me because they're all, it's the service. Yeah. And she's like, how did you feel after that? And I'm looking at this woman and I just sob, like I am sobbing in front of everybody. And she just looked dead in my eyes and she said, the presence of God is all over you right now. I mean, it it gives me chills right now. And after she said that, she literally said, the church prays. And she starts ministering me right then and there. And then she said the words that marked my life forever. She said, your broken heart is being healed right now. And I I was like, I could faint right now. I mean, literally. And at that moment, I just said, you know what? This is it. This is what, this is it. I'm diving in, you know, at the beginning stages of my walk with God, it was still a little shaky, especially senior year with the attention and all of the movement of all senior year and this and that. I started to kind of lose my way. But 
one day the Lord was just kind of like, uh, you know, you, you really don't want that life. You've already experienced true love in me. Um, so mm-hmm. I got my stuff together again. I came, I remember I showed up to a service and I was broken before God. I mean, I felt like trash. Cause I'm like, I can't believe that I would even hesitate. You know, that concept in the Bible where it's like, don't look back. You know, and and I did a little bit of that. And so the Lord was like, it's not worth it. And from that moment on, it was game over. I I went all in. I said, if I'm going to do this God thing, I'm going to be 100% in. Some people actually thought it was a joke at the beginning. They thought, you, no way. Um, But I stood my ground and I'm grateful that I did. I mean, from there, the the, the rest is history, really. I mean, we... The Lord has been so faithful to me. I mean, I was the one, the only believer in my home. Wow. I believed for my family. I would cry out for my family. I would intercede that one day they would come to Christ. And now I can proudly say that every single one of my family members, both my siblings, my mother, they're all in Christ, loving and serving. I've seen their transformations in their lives. And mm-hmm. I just couldn't be more thankful, you know, and, and the yeah. Lord again gave me the marriage that I dreamed of that I actually didn't think existed. Um, And it's not because, you know, JP and I are perfect or he's a perfect man. It's because he loves the Lord, you know, and and that's a big deal because I didn't have that, you know, in my life. So you had told me something about uh, how your marriage was like God redeeming. Like, tell me, tell me about that. Cause I'm saying it wrong. What, what did that mean to you? Yeah. So what I what I shared then with you was that my marriage is the redemption for my weakness. So mm. it was the redemption for the broken aspect in my life that was I would believe in that in that time of my life because I, I never really struggled with like drugs or alcohol. That was like my not my thing. It was yeah. really it was relationships. It was the the craving and need of attention and giving my heart and being heartbroken. Mm. And so my marriage really came to redeem what I believe was not redeemable in a sense. Like I, I believe, I mean, it's, I mean, could I even have something good? Could God really bless me um, with something pure? I mean, is there even, is there a man that loves God so deeply that, it would be awesome. And, and, and really my marriage, I mean, it, it exceeded my expectations, like the standards that I had. I mean, JP really fits. I just remember used to dr- like, I used to dream about different aspects of who I wanted, you know, and what I wanted. And, and, um, and, and even the smallest details, it's kind of cool. Cause JP's a worship leader. And I always thought it'd be so cool to like marry somebody that can sing. And there he like sings for the Lord. So that was like, I, I got you. I got you. I know. Uh, and so it's really, it's really, um, yeah, my marriage is, is a redemption for that, you know, for the, the broken area in my life. I've heard some people say in the past and I felt it too, but I've heard, uh, especially females. Cause obviously I talk to females a lot. Um, just say that like, Oh my, my, that area of my life is so broken that I don't think I deserve anything good or I, or that nothing good is going to come my way. And these are believer women, you know? And I'm like, no, like, Look at my example. I mean, come on. Like, I didn't deserve anything good, okay? I didn't deserve anything. All of the Bible says that no one, not, none is good. We strive for perfection, but we know perfection is not like a reality until we meet Jesus, right? right? And so my thought to that or my say to that is like, no, like, there's no, there's nothing special about who I am. You know, like God loves us all equally. There's no, there's no, oh, 
oh, Eric, God loves you more than me or vice versa. God loves us all the same. So if God can redeem something so broken in my life, God can do it with anybody else. You know, any other woman that has felt like she's had a like a really messed up relationship past or whatever. Right. Like um, God can redeem that. So the Lord did that for me. That's good. What uh, so now you give up your life to Jesus at 17 um, you got married and mm-hmm. you decided to go into full-time ministry. So what did that look for you? What are the things that you decided you were going to focus on to help advance the kingdom of God? Yeah. So um, there was things the Lord would ask of me that I was just kind of like, okay, Lord, I'm a little scared, but let's just go right in. And so for me, I was like, a, where you put me, I'm going to do it. I would thrive in it. It was never like, I'm so tired. I have so many commitments in the church. Like it was never that it was always like, let's do it. You know, I was always like, come on, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's start prayer groups. Blah blah blah. Like, and my friends know that about me. They know that I'm that in ministry wise, like that's how it's been. Currently the Lord has me in this place where he's, he's always had this, this thing in, in me that like he awakened a couple of years ago. It stems from my personal experiences as a woman and in the things that I've, you know, encountered, like, again, going from broken places of, you know, relationships or dealing with family or dad issues and dealing with um, insecurity. I mean, as women, like, we're emotional beings. Uh, We go through a lot of different things. I mean, there's trauma. There's so many, many, many different things that are really heavy that God can totally redeem and, and help in. And so my desire is to really uplift women and to give them that sense of sisterhood that sense of like hey like you got this like you Mm. can move forward god is for you you are a fighter you are a warrior you're not some defeated girl like you may feel like you are but you're not and with god god can restore everything in your life that you perhaps think it's lost you know or it's yeah completely shattered like the lord can definitely redeem that so that's where i am today i mean uh, i've like i told you before i've kind of been i'm kind of a backgrounds person so the lord behind closed doors uh, has given me the honor and the privilege to work with some young women process with them help them through life uh even the initial steps of their walk in God. I mean, I thrive when I do that. I I really love to show the love of God, to embrace them, to encourage them. And, and they, you know, with me, it's like, I just desire to do what I, what I have had women in my life do. I mean, Vilma is a product of the love of God and is a product of the beautiful and amazing women of God that came around me to pray for me. I mean, I cannot tell you how many mamas I have, like moms that literally they prayed for me. They taught me. They ministered me. They disciplined me. They gave me advice. I mean, these women really went all in in different stages of my life. And so that is what I'm doing for other women behind closed doors. But now the Lord it's kind of pushing me to carry out a mission he's given me, which is to basically start like a podcast where I'm mm-hmm. going to talk about mm-hmm. um, different issues and aspects of a woman's life 
but you know, a, a, a believer woman. So somebody who is walking with the Lord, but confronts all these issues that are still real. And so how do you navigate your faith and how do you, you know, conquer in those things with the Lord? So from trauma to birth, you know, stories or testimonies to uh, how they became saved. I mean, yeah. relationships, marriage, just different aspects of it. So that's where I am today. And like I said, that's why that verse hits home because yeah. it's like, I'm not a spotlight person, but the Lord is really asking me and, and I'm so honored. And I thank you for your insight and your support. Um, it's really awesome to see how God connects the dots. Honestly. Like it's now nah, we're going to get it off the ground. Yeah, we're gonna get it off the ground. <laughs> Let me ask you this. How can we as men help women? Is there anything that we can do to help women of God? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, something I feel like my husband has been really helpful in that aspect. Um, when JP and I, before we were even an, a, a thing, you know, JP was very much my brother. He was like my friend. And the way he treated me was no different from any other of my sisters. I mean, yeah. he was really respectful. So I think through him, I was able to see an example of something that I wanted to be. It was his desire, his purity for God that really many times led me to think, wow, like this guy's like for real, you know, in his relationship with God, you can see the maturity, you can see the level of love and commitment. He doesn't present himself to be perfect, but he's really vulnerable and open mm -hmm. and, and, and really pure, which is really beautiful because that's part of his testimony. But I would say that as a brother, I mean, men of God can really be brothers. And yeah. by that, I mean encourage uplift respect pray for you know your sisters offer your help and and just many i've heard this too from many of my my um my girls or my sister friends that you know they desire to have brotherly relationships mm. but sometimes they don't know how to do that because it's it's that weird aspect of like you don't want to get too close because you don't know if that's going to be misunderstood so Right. Guys can truly be brothers. And I've, I I can tell you that throughout my my journey, I've had that, you know, specifically with two uh, guys that and obviously with my husband before he became anything to me. But um, they were really there. And I, from, you know, from supporting me, like at the beginning, I couldn't get to church. So one of them, he literally would like, you know, pick me up and, you know, with all of other people and support me through my journey with God. And, and so just, just being there and, and really being supportive and remembering that for one, women are very different from men yeah. um, in the sense that again, we're emotional beings and everything, but just with respect, always offering yourself as a brother and, and just being mindful, you know, of, of the different journeys that perhaps your sisters would have, you know? Um, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely learning that now. You know, for a long time, I, I noticed that in in my brokenness, right? Specifically, even in like just sexual brokenness, right? Mm -hmm. From before coming to Christ, that was a hard thing. You know, as a man, yeah. it, it just seemed like it's impossible for you to just be friends with a woman, yeah. right? Um, because that's how we were like raised, you know what I'm saying? Or for me specifically, that's how I was groomed in the world. Right. And... Now, you know, even even with me um, 
being with my girlfriend and and God putting me in a long distance relationship specifically, yeah. <laughs> I have to learn, you know, I had to learn to how to really be a friend and how to yeah. um, really not care about physical attraction, but emotional attraction. Yeah. And even before then, how to be in a church and um, not see women as how I used to. Right. Um, and, and, and now, right now, that's why I asked that question because I'm really in that space now where it's like, okay, how can, how can I really be a help to women? Cause I do believe that women are going to play an important role in what's to come right now, yeah. um, for, for the church. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Um, I think you probably have a, a better, a better vision for that. Cause I do believe that you're going to be a part of it. So that's why I asked that question. Yeah. Um, so, so marriage, I want to, I want to talk about, marriage because your boy gonna get married soon <laughs> you know what i'm saying and uh yes. you know I, I need some encouragement for myself and some wisdom yeah um so you've been married for five years mm-hmm. right what what would you say in those five years what has been for you the best part of marriage honestly it's 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 pretty cool um just the sense of partnership when you become a, a, a marriage, a couple, you become a unit. You used to be on your own. Now it's two of you. So you become a team, really. And so I think that the highlight of, of us has really been being able to do ministry together in the sense of caring for the hearts of others. Yeah. And being there for people and uplifting them, you know, and, and, and really pushing them to, to Christ. I think that that's really been the highlight of mm. our marriage. It's it's the two of you are running the exact same direction, basically. Yeah. It's not two people, one trying to run one direction and the other one the other, but rather two people that are actually loving God first and foremost, loving and respecting one another, and therefore stemming out into loving others. Yeah. I think that has been the highlight of life. I mean, and the Lord has shown up for us Time and time again, I cannot even tell you. Again, the same thing, like for the both of us is a great honor to be, even be a part of someone's story. Yeah, it, it really has been awesome. And like, it's funny because we were even laughing as we were celebrating our anniversary. Two years, I mean, five years have really felt like two years, mm. which is awesome because it's basically when you're having such a great time, yeah. you don't see time pass. You're like, oh my God, like, uh, it's, you know, like it's, time is here like it's it's crazy and that's how it's felt but it's because in our home we've decided to build the foundation for the lord which respect and honor for each other you know we've decided to give our all to jesus and so before jp this i always like to say this to couples before jp responds to me for anything he has to give an account to god mm. and before mm. i respond to JP for anything, I give an account to God as to how I treat my husband, you know? So that conviction and understanding, like I'm caring for somebody else's heart. This person was given to me by God is one of the entrusted gifts. It has played a big role for the both of us. So, um, I would say that has been it. I mean, Mm. that's been the highlight of, of our marriage. What would you say to a wife whose husband is lacking in faith and, um, where they may not be going in the same direction. What would you say to to that woman? 
Yeah. So um, we were talking about this last night, actually. And that is it, it is a really difficult space to be in, um, obviously, because when you love someone, you desire for them to know the same kind of truth. Kind of, for example, like I remember when I first got saved, I wanted everybody in my family to just like, can't you just open your eyes? Can't you just see the Lord is good? The Lord loves you. And you just really desire that for the other person. So that is something heavy to carry. To that wife, I would say, I mean, the word says, if there's a wife that is married to an unbeliever husband, that she may stand on her belief and through her example, her husband may follow, you know? Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean sometimes that it's going to happen immediately. It may take years and years, but I really do believe in the power of prayer. I do believe in the power of interceding for someone and, and believing God is attentive to every detail of your life. I would say, know that the desires of your heart, the word says, as you delight in the Lord, your God, he will give you the desires of your heart. And those desires are good desires. You desire for somebody that you love to get saved. So just hang on to hope, hang on to the anchor, which is Jesus. And don't just believe that like, oh, hope is lost because it's not. God can really work in mysterious ways. I mean, the Lord brought my family to salvation when I was like, literally when I was, I probably at that point, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to just stop and I'm going to just let God move, you know? And, yeah. and he did, you know, so that's what I would say. Just hang on to hope. The Lord's idea for marriage is not to be broken. The Lord loves commitment. He commits himself to us. And so yeah. commitment is in the heart of God. And just remembering that really in a relationship, because I think there's always a misconception to that. Like love is a feeling. Love is a decision. It is a commitment. It is every single day of my life. Yeah. I decide that this is the man I married and this is the man I'm going to honor and love yeah. and respect. So just remembering like God loves you and God is for you and God can heal because those women that are in those situations also go through so much. I mean, there's so much hurt that comes from that. So I, I don't say that lightly. It is it is something really heavy and it's hard. But um, I know the Lord can redeem, you know, that and can really give you the strength and the grace to believe that someday things may just change. You know, that's what I would share. You you've said in conversation that um, you believe birth is a miracle. Mm -hmm. Can you talk to me about that? Yeah, um, it really is crazy. So. To me, the process, the idea that we come from something so small that a human being can be created in a in a woman's womb. Can you literally think about that? Like, that's crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> and 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 even the intriguing aspects of, of, of a baby, its development. You're like, what? Like, I'm growing a human inside of me. Like, this is crazy. It so looks I'm crazy, like, too. Huh? I said it looks crazy too. Yeah, right? it's, it's, <laughs> it is crazy. I mean, even and even to think how a body like the the woman's body is equipped, Same. it yeah. is equipped to give birth and to nurture the child when yeah. it's out, you know. And so, I I have super high respects. I believe that everybody on planet Earth was created in purpose. Obviously, as we know, once we when we not we were not believers, we were walking around blind. Obviously, there's tons of people that are walking around with 
without the understanding that they're a miracle and they they have purpose. God intended for them to come to life for a greater purpose. Um, I used to walk around blind. I didn't know that. And when I met my true love, God, I was able to open my eyes and I could see that. But I have so much respect for birth. So many women go through so much in that aspect. I mean, I've seen it personally with, with someone I love that went through the loss, you know, of, of miscarriage and even the, the loss of a child. It is very difficult. It's even hard for those around the person, you know, that woman going through that. And so the fact that a, a human being, that a baby can come to life and then be alive and well, and that we, you know, and that the baby can grow up to be an adult, it's a miracle. It's 100% a miracle. Because uh, even nowadays, we are seeing it more and more. Women are going through a lot of loss. And it's yeah. more common than you actually think. It's just not something that, because it's so hurtful and it's super hard. Um, obviously, you don't go around talking about it, but it is difficult. And there are women like myself who are trying to get pregnant and have been trying to get pregnant. And it hasn't happened. So mm. even in that concept, like, just just always being mindful of that. It's It's not just... Oh, it's just anything. No, it's 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 a really beautiful gift. Yeah, it is. It's big. It's not yeah. some random. It's really a miracle. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about about the concept of uh, how how you're you've been trying. Yeah, and and it hasn't happened, right? But you right. have faith that it will happen. Right. And when you f first said that in conversation, I I then later I thought about how we've always viewed pregnancy from an accident standpoint mm -hmm. like just from what i've seen and even in the hispanic community man like you know like yeah. hispanics begin pregnant early most yeah. of the time we'd be seeing that you know and it usually happens as an accident you know like even me like my parents weren't trying to have me and yeah. it's actually my mom was told that she couldn't have kids wow. and then i was born which goes yeah. back to the miracle thing right Correct. but it's just that that concept that we really have to understand that God is in control. Yeah, 100%. And you know, something cool that like we've been, JP and I have been learning a lot um, about God's sovereignty. Yeah. God is sovereign. Everything that happens, it's not some shocker to the Lord. Right. He knows all things before they happen. I mean, the Bible even says so. so like, so God's sovereignty is real. So the fact that somebody, again, that, a child was placed in a woman's womb and the pregnancy is carried out and the baby comes to life and everything. That was God's will. It is 100% God's will. People may think, oh, it was an accident. No, it was not an accident. There's a reason why that child came to life. Yeah. And so understanding that, like it really has blown our minds to understand like, man, like, even even in this what we're going through right now, the the for me, okay, I haven't praised God, I haven't gotten Corona, but the fact that I haven't is the sovereignty of God. I can't sit there and be like, well, it's just God been super careful. You can be super careful and still get it. Get me? So it's at the end of the day, like God is in all things, and it's right. all things, you know. And so, yeah, it's definitely no mistake. It's no mistake, even though the people in that situation may feel like it is. Yeah. Not. How do you feel then about abortion and women going through that or going through with it? That's that. See, that part right there is a it's a very difficult thing. 
Personally, I don't support it in the sense that I could never and would never. Um, Again, and even speaking from the aspect of where I am in life, trying to get pregnant, you know, uh, the desire to be a mom, you know, and, and not being able so far, you know, um, I, I could never, you know, and again, and I saw my sister go through really a traumatic experience on losing her child. And it, it marked my life in a really, I mean, if I had a, a significance for birth, like it went a hundred times higher when I saw my sister go through that. So I do believe, I mean, it is very difficult because again, women face so many battles. I mean, you have yeah. trauma, sexual abuse, yeah. and sometimes in those experiences, pregnancy happens. So who am I to sit here and, and judge? I'm not a judge. That's not for me to do. That's God's job. But personally, for me, that wouldn't be a choice of mine. Yeah. Now, with that, I will. I could never and would never judge a woman that has been through that. Rather, my response to that would want to be to love her, to embrace her, even just to hug her, to hold her, because that is a very difficult thing. And I think when when a woman goes through that, it's a very traumatic thing. It's not it's not some light thing. It's very traumatic. And honestly, like, that's what I would want to do. You know, if I ever encountered somebody like that has been through something like that, um, I would just want to love her and tell her that God loves her. Because yeah. sometimes as people, even when you go through things like that, you you think you stand condemned. Like you, you're like, oh my God, how could I do that? I could never come back from this. But like, that's not true. Right. All sin is the same thing. You know what I mean? There's no levels to the sin thing. It's like sin is sin. So at the yeah. end of the day, like um, God is not going to sit there and judge you super hard differently from another person who just lied because of the fact that you think it's a higher. No, like it's all the same. So God, God, God went to the cross knowing that people would encounter that and that women would go through that, you know, and, and he still did it out of love and desires to bring people closer. The Lord is not, does not make exceptions. He's not like, Oh, you, I want you, 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 not you. Like, that's not it at all. Like the Lord desires all to come to Christ all. So that, that's what I would say to that. I mean, it is a very sensitive and really hard thing to do. I would yeah. just want to love on a woman that has been through that, you know, and just and just uplift her and tell her that there's hope, you know, and and yeah. that she, as I was redeemed in my weakness, they could also have a redeeming story from what they've been through. Yeah, that's really good because I um, uh, the reason I've asked too is because um, obviously as you grow up, you start to hear more and more of those experiences and. Yeah. And again, I mean, in my walk with 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 Jesus, um, I find myself comparing a lot, as in like what I used to think and what I think now, right? And like how He's transformed my mind, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, when I when I used to think about abortion, you know, it was a thing of like, it's their choice, right? Mm-hmm. And as I think about abortion now, obviously, like you said, is a very intricate thing, right? Um. And do I personally believe in it? I, I don't believe in it as well, right? Um, but I think you made a really good point in that we are not here to judge. Like, right. 
as Christians, that's not our job. Mm -hmm. And I think the most important thing is to love on people who have gone through that and to really be able to listen and hear people out people out that have gone through that and become a safe place right. for women to um, be able to express that um, and then find comfort in in the word of God, in Jesus, in what he says and what he believes about them. Um, so I just, I just love that uh, because yeah. I do believe that there is a lot of women who um, could be living with that in, in, in the dark, you know, yeah. like it happened and, and yeah. I don't want to be judged. I don't want to know. And, you know, if anybody's listening that has gone through that, you know, there, there, there is people who are willing to, to listen yeah. and, and help and um, yeah. pray for that community too, you know? Yeah, um, no, for sure. And like, for me, I mean, I always say like any woman that I have the ability, the privilege and the honor to connect to and hear their story. My, one of my first initial things that I, I say to every single one of them is like no judgment zone. I am yeah. not here to judge you. I am not here to be like, oh my God, how dare like no, like that is not my space. Uh, I will I will not cross that boundary. I am yeah. there to love them and to represent Christ and yeah. to walk alongside of them if they allow me to and just embrace them no matter what they've been through, no matter what they've done. Again, I believe every person, no matter what they've done, had every person has redemption. Christ went to the cross for every single one of those people. That is why he did it. And so I'm just in for the ride. That's it. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Vilma, any last words for the people listening? Any any encouragement? What, what's some encouragement that you may have for them? You know, in this, I feel like these times that we're living in now, I mean, obviously, like you see it, right? Like the unexpected happened and the world is shaken upside down. I mean, so many different things going on. But I feel like, the, you know, in a sense, like a lot of us have been able to remember simplicity and remember that the greater things in life are not material things. Um, they're not those things bring you satisfaction temporarily, but really like love and community and the love of God, most importantly, is what truly has weight in the end. The word even says it is but a moment, like it's a glimpse. I mean, and so just would encourage people, like if if you are someone who you've been, you know, hearing about God and you've seen people, perhaps people that, you know, you know, like, like, that have given themselves perhaps like us, right? We went to high school together. So people that went to high school with you or friends or coworkers, whatever. Like if you see someone that has a walk with God and you say, hmm, something different about them nowadays, right? Um, I'm kind of intrigued. Like, don't be scared to ask. You know, there are people um, that, as you said, are willing and able and ready to love you, to embrace you, to help you, to uplift you, to pray for you to um, answer your questions. And even if we don't know the answers to those questions, we will find the answers to those questions. Um, just dive all in. I mean, go dive. Like if you're at the top of the cliff and you're thinking, I don't know if I want to jump off this cliff, just jump right in. I mean, the Lord is at the like right there, ready to catch you, ready to hold you, ready to heal you. Again, there's nothing impossible for the Lord. There's nothing too great, too big, too wide. But his love, his love is 
you know, big and wide and whatever, right? Like he's just ready. He's ready. He's been ready. So just dive right in. I mean, like you are going to love it and there's going to be no regrets. When I look at my life, I don't regret one bit of my walk with God. Not one. Because I actually look at my life and oftentimes I'm like, wow, like, I can't believe this is my reality. I cannot believe it. Like, I cannot believe it. Honestly, that is my feeling. And I say it super humbly, like, because I know that my life would have turned out completely different had I not accepted this offer of love. Because that's what it was. The Lord came to me to offer me love. The word of God is a letter of love to his people. And just know that like together with having the Lord as your anchor and having him be the center of your life, let your life orbit around the Lord and embrace the community around you that people that are walkers of faith, people who love the Lord, surround yourself with those people. And there's no way but up from that. Literally, you will not regret it. That does not mean that life will not be hard. Because life will indeed be hard. Come on. Um, the walk won't be easy, but it's 100% worth it. Yeah. 100% worth it. Because as of before, you didn't have hope. Now you would have hope. So that would be my encouragement. Just dive right in there. Thank you for listening to the Wandering Sun podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to connect with us, please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at The Wandering Sun. And if you have any words of encouragement or testimony you would like to share with us, please visit thewanderingsun.com and leave us a message. Also, if you have any prayer requests, if you need help, if you need community, message us at thewanderingsun.com and we'll try our best to help you. I pray God continues to bless and protect you and we'll catch you on the next episode.